back again in the box talking about some of the things that are going on with Chesterfield County Police Department. Again, I'm Officer Skinner, one of the recruiters for the police department with my partner, Elliot. Talk to me, Elliot. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you're at, whatever time's on your own. Exactly. Glad you joined exactly. us back today. Now, we got a special program today. We're gonna, we've been talking to the colonel. Colonel Katz, we talked about some of the things of what it takes to be a police officer, the heart integrity that you have. We talked to our background investigators. We're Absolutely. talking about once you start filling that application out, what the process goes from there. Now we got two special guests that we're going to get them to introduce themselves. We got a sergeant and we have a lieutenant for the Academy of Chesapeake County Police. Lieutenant, let's start with you, sir. Introduce yourself to our people. Uh, hello, good morning, good night, good evening, wherever you're from. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Um, I'm Lieutenant Ed Pierpont. I'm the Academy Director over at the Chesterfield County Police Department's Training Academy. Okay, okay. And then we have my sergeant. I'm, uh, good morning, good afternoon. I'm uh, Sean Gowan. Mm-hmm. I'm currently the Training Sergeant of the Academy responsible for uh, recruit training and uh, in-service training for the oh, recruits. Good, good. Now, you heard the, the in, in, intro that we talked about with the colonel, the heart, the integrity that you have to be a police officer. We talked to the background investigators. We started, but once you fill out the application and get into that process, going through that process, now we've we done that, got the background done. Where do we go from there now that I'm a part of the academy? And I do remember my days in the academy when you had that part military, you had to get up there and stand at attention. What are you all looking for now once you get into the academy? How's it going to be for the young people? Well, we're looking for, I personally look for uh, integrity, okay. just like the colonel said, yep. um, because if you don't have any integrity, you really have no business being a police officer or a public servant. It doesn't have to be a police officer. It could be a firefighter, yep. right? Yep. Um, but integrity is the big the big one. Uh, discipline is another one. Okay. okay? You got to have self-control. You got to have control uh, of yourself, of your emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that we start to develop. That's what. That's where the paramilitary... Um, concept comes into play, okay, okay. you know, just making sure that by the time that you graduate and that you actually hit the road on your own after field training, um, that you can actually do the job and be successful, sex, excuse me, successful at it. Okay. Okay. So going through that first day, I'm, I'm coming in, do I walk me through, and we got plenty of time, walk me through I have to meet at the academy. I know we go through the orientation first, mm-hmm. and then now that we are going to the academy, what am, what are you what what am I to expect coming to that first day? Well, the first thing you do initially on your day one academy experience is you think about the paramilitary portion. You're going to meet your training staff. You're going to be <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be introduced to them. You're going to have an opportunity uh, to meet your training officer, your cadre officer, your secondary officer, that kind of thing. And you guys are going to uh, just have a brief introduction there. Then subsequent to that, you will meet them for a second time at the flagpoles, sir, which I think is what you're getting to. Yes. And uh, you'll meet them at the flagpoles. Uh, that's going to be a high-stress high stress environment for the recruits. And I think you just asked what what we're looking for. That day is going to test the recruit's heart, right? Oh, wow. Uh, pretty much immediately they're going to be stress uh, is going to be induced, right, whether that be physical, whether that be verbal, whatever the case may be. Um, and throughout that experience, throughout those the next few hours, eight hours or so, they are going to have to show us some heart, some ability to, to stick it out, to um, be willing to push beyond what they yes. initially believe their limits are. Um, right. When you say physical stress right. and stress-induced, we're not talking about hitting people Absolutely or not. throwing them down. No. no. It is physical fitness is what we're looking at. And, and we... This is also done, if I'm correct, because stress induced in a controlled environment will lead us to believe, will help us better understand if our employees 
can deal with stress when it is uncontrolled. Mm-hmm. Right. Stress inoculations is how we refer to it. Um, if and when, you know, when, when recruits graduate and they become police officers, uh, they will run into situations, as we all know, mm-hmm. where um, people are not going to be the most friendly. Right. They aren't always going to say good morning, good afternoon, sir. Uh, want to shake your hand and mm-hmm. um, ask you how your day is going. They are going to be... Um, Sometimes we see people at our worst. We'll put it like that, right? Okay. And in those situations, people are going to say things that could, you know, frustrate an officer. That could, um, you know, could be their attempt to get under the officer's skin. And they have to realize that, hey, uh, these are just words. They need to remain professional. Uh, continue to do their job, and you know, do what is expected of them, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of what you know the citizen or the person dealing with is uh, maybe saying to them. Okay. Right? So that so that first day that you were out. Um, relate doing a relationship or or talking to relating to them about what they're going to be, be expected of them. Mm-hmm. Do they lead? Do some people just say, "Well, this is not for me"? So some do. Um, not as many as you would think. Okay, but some do. They the expectation that they had of the job right. coming into it was not what they received mm. when they got there, okay. right? Okay. So, I mean, all that stuff, it's, it's done for, there's a purpose behind it. There's okay. a purpose behind the training. There's a purpose from being out at that flagpoles, mm-hmm. you know, in the morning, uh, that, that first day that they meet training staff. You know, it's, it's a time where we can in, induce that stress to them and we're able to find out if there's a problem like, mm-hmm. all right, is, okay. is it going to be somebody that might have um, an anger issue, right? Mm-hmm. There's somebody that can't... Um, Stand somebody yelling at them, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we can't have that. Somebody yells at us. Yeah. Everybody oh, in yeah. this room knows yeah, exactly. we have to remain professional. Yeah. Some people just can't do that. Okay. So that's where it starts, where Sean and I start to look and see and start to gauge the recruits that have come in. Uh, it's not that they're a bad person. We're right, not saying exactly. that at all. It's just that, all right, we've got something we got to work We're on. Going, We're exactly. not, our goal exactly. is not to get them to quit. Right. Our goal is to train. So we get we start to see, all right, where are we going to start? Some who, who do we need to work with? see in a person. Like, okay, exactly. we definitely got to work on that part of that Exactly. Person. So one of the things that recruits could do potentially to be uh, successful, to enhance their success in the academy, is to be in good physical shape before day one of the academy. Right. Absolutely. Not come to the academy and depend on that to be their personal gym. True. But to come to the table with quality fit- physical fitness standards already in place. Yes. But, but understand something. You don't have to be... The, the athlete exactly. or the exactly. athletic specimen, right. not you know, Olympians. to be a police officer, you don't. You just have to be uh, healthy, mm-hmm. eat healthy, right. um, drink healthy, take care of your mind, take mm-hmm. care of your heart, and in turn, those will then take care of you. Right. And, and I talk to them, and, and we got the ready program, and we talk to them a lot of times saying, just don't quit. It's going to be hard. Things that you don't, mm-hmm. you're not expecting is going to happen to you, but don't quit. And I think you all talk about that sometimes in in the academy. Right. Throughout the experience, uh, we're pushing them. There's no doubt about it. They're going to be pushed. And I talked about limits, you know, um, in terms of what they think, how far they think they can go. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the goal is to um, take them out of their comfort zone, you know, and help them grow. And there's never an emphasis or an attempt to force anyone to quit. It's all about building them. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. it's about. And again, they are going to be, I keep going back to it, they're going to be physically stressed. They're going to be mentally stressed. That's, you know, it's not just, we were talking about the first day, but it's, they're going to get, in, they're going to get into the classroom. There, there's going to be book work, which for some people could be more sure. stressful than the, the mm-hmm. physical fitness portion of it. Um, so again, the whole idea is never to force anyone to quit. Um, it's to make sure that the people who have 
um, you know, arrived at the training academy mm-hmm. to be trained, um, um, are going to make good police officers and ultimately, you know, do well for the community. Now, you spoke about the classroom, so there is an academic portion of it. Absolutely. How long is the, is the academy now? Depending on <laughs> holidays, we're looking at 32 weeks, um, a little bit over 1,200 hours, but um, 32 to 34 weeks, again, depending on holidays. And I'm aware our academy, our recruits are paid to do the academy. They receive their salary. We provide training uniforms. We provide PT gear. Yes, sir. Um, and it is a non-residential, yeah, exactly. so they don't non- live there. Right. But 32 weeks yes, sir. compared yes. to what does Virginia actually require? Uh, requires 480 hours, okay. um, which boils down to maybe 12 weeks, a little bit over that. Um, that is the minimum DCJS, Department of Criminal Justice, standard. Um, but we are obviously well beyond that. So, and why are we beyond that? If the state requires a minimum, clearly we've exceeded the minimum by <laughs> 20 weeks. Right. It's it's the expectation. The okay. expectation of we, the we, agency? Yes, we have okay. a higher expectation of our personnel. And we have we have that higher expectation that we want to give to the community that we serve. Okay. So it equals out to about twelve hundred and eighty hours is where we end up with the thirty two week academy. Okay, uh, some of that stuff is advanced training. We go into a little bit more detail, like crash investigation. Okay, uh, they have an entire week of nothing but crash investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an entire week of building search. They have uh, active shooter, judgmental use of forces, uh, defensive tactics is two weeks long. So it's it's just topics like that where uh, we're going to use on a more uh, steady basis. Okay, we spend a little bit more time training on. Good, and some of these topics that you cover in the academy are not necessarily taught by employees. I understand we bring in outside people who are expert experts in their field, maybe mental health or right. Some of these, you know, a lot of these classes that we're talking about aren't DCJS mandated. You know, so these, you know, double the amount of time these hours come in. Um, by providing classes that aren't mandated, right? Okay. Um, these could be wellness, right? right? Okay. There's a, there's a financial wellness class that, that recruits go through, mm-hmm. um, and it's all about you know um, making the well rounded. So this career is one thing, right? But what happens when you take off the uniform? What right. happens when you go home, right? Um, and yes, we do bring in professionals from outside. There's um, bring in Commonwealth Attorney's Office. We bring in. Uh, the county attorney's office, there are mental health professionals that come over and talk about how to deal uh, with de-escalation, how to deal with uh, mental health consumers who may be going through a crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's I think we all could agree it's probably better taught by oh, those yes. who are, are in the field, right? right? And so they get exposed to it. They have several days of instruction, but those that instruction comes from people um, who do that for a living. For they, a living. They've dedicated their life, so to speak, to so, that. So what are, you, what are you hearing from some of the uh, applicants, what are, what are they saying during the training that they would like to see more of, or they need to improve on? And I know one one of the kids that I talked to a while back was shooting. You know, mm-hmm. you come in, never had, a, you know, never been in possession of a gun, never shooting a gun. I was one of those, never shot a gun before. How do you how do you get that person on board to train that person? Which we don't even use our guns in the field as more at more than you communicating to, to, to citizens. Right. So how do you get that person on board to learn to be able to shoot that gun and be able to handle those type of situations? Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby okay. steps. So for instance, we're talking about firearms. Firearms. So what our range master, Corporal Duar, what he'll do, they start out with classroom. The first day is nothing but classroom, right? Getting them used to the the firearm, getting firearm issue, getting them used to the firearm, going over the nomenclature of the firearm. And it's better, actually, if you've never fired a gun before, because we want to teach you the way that we shoot, the way that we stand behind 
our officers uh, using the firearm. Okay. Um, you know, that, that way you don't, ha- you don't have an opportunity to create any bad habits, mm-hmm. like when you're talking about finger off the trigger and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. No bad habits. So it's better if you come to us not shooting. We have a very excellent training staff down there for firearms, and, and I'm just not worried about not being able to train somebody. Corporal okay. Duar and, and the staff down there have always been able to train somebody and get them certified to shoot. Okay. Sergeant, can you talk a little bit about driving? Again, we get, we, I know we get our own vehicle once we graduate out of the academy. Mm-hmm. But again, you know how we are sometimes with, with cars. Uh, we think that you know, that's, that's something that we're in daily right. as, as, as patrol officers. Can you talk a little bit about the training on that vehicle? Uh, absolutely. So uh, what happens is they recruit spend 10 days. Uh, this wow. this latest iteration, iteration, they're down at the driving range for 10 days in, in the same fashion uh, firearms, they spend uh, the first day in the classroom, right? Uh, we're going to discuss uh, policy. We're going to discuss, you know, rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Before you even get in the car, before you even uh, put that thing on the road um, at our driving facility, uh, you need to get through the policy and figure out, hey, what should, what can I, I do? What should I avoid? Those type of things, right? Then once they get out onto the driving course, um, there's a lot of time spent. It's not all about, you know, driving fast and, you know, going 100 miles an hour, you know, chasing bad guys. It's also about, you know, you talked about how much time we spend driving as a, you know, as opposed to doing these other tactics, doing these other, um, other things. You want to get them through cone courses, right? How to mm. properly back your car, right? Um, give them tips that, okay, instead of driving into this parking space, maybe a good idea to back into this parking space, right? It'd be easier to get back out when mm-hmm. it's ready to get, when your time, when it's time to go. Um, just building blocks again, working through the basics before you even get up to speed, uh, working on braking techniques, uh, how to hit the apex of a turn to, you know, to, 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 you know, to properly, um, navigate corners, those type of things. So, uh, 10 days is the amount of time they'll spend. Again, there'll, there'll be some pursuit driving. There'll be some conflict cars down there, um, but they'll learn to drive. And in some cases for many people, uh, will just enhance their skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some, you know, may get them back to uh, excuse me, get a, get them to a point where um, where it'd be acceptable to uh, <laughs> to drive the billboard down the road. Right, the right. billboard. Your office down the road right. is pretty much what you're doing. Right now, most of our listeners uh, just heard you talk about our firing range, our driving range, our mm-hmm. training academy, and they may not be from this area. Right. Can you speak yes. briefly about our facilities that we have? They may not know that all of our training is self-contained. Right. It is. It is. We do all of our, we're an independent training academy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our, our basic academy. Okay. It's in one building, 6610 Public Safety Way. That's where probably 80 to 90% of your basic training is going to take place. And also lateral officer training? Lateral officers as well. That That is where they will go. Uh, obviously, firearms and, and driving is at a different facility down at our Enon facility. Both are in the same place. Okay. Uh, so that, that evolution of training is, is, is at those facilities. Okay. But most of your training will be at the academy. Okay. And we have officers who are general instructors and officers who are assigned to your staff at the training academy. How many staff members do you have? Okay. Uh, we have numerous uh, staff members. We have three full-time training officers, uh, we have a senior training analyst who also helps us out with um, keeping up with training for our civilian employees. Uh, we also have another uh, sergeant position, uh, Sergeant Bill Rosser, who's in charge of firearms driving, defensive tactics. Uh, we also have our range master uh, who 
essentially is just over all of our firearms uh, training. We have a taser coordinator uh, who takes care of our taser training and oversees that, and as well as a tactical training coordinator who helps us with judgmental use of force items, uh, any kind, any type of tactical training that we do. So the training academy doesn't just do basic training and in-service. You also have specially trained for ongoing education for officers and civilians? We do. We do. It's, it's an annual requirement. And you supplement all of this training you do with other general instructors from throughout the department? Throughout the department, yes, sir. Right. Okay. And, and most of us, many of us hold specialties within the department in terms of instructor, instructorship specialties, mm-hmm. um, whether it's you know driving or firearms or defensive taxes, that type of thing. But there are um, other um, individuals, other employees outside of the training division that, you know, specialize in those things, whether it be radar or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. bring other individuals who, um, if nothing else, provide a different teaching style, right? right? Provide right. a different perspective bring those people in to, to teach recruits and, again, incumbent officers, too, um, during in-service and so forth. Right. So now if we would go over your your history of, of some of the, the areas that you worked in, you specialized in, uh, Sergeant, we'll start with you. Some of the areas, and I know you were a background investigator at mm-hmm. one time. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? All right, so PATH uh, started out as patrol officer, um, as each, each recruit point. officer mm-hmm. will, right? And then uh, I was transferred into personnel as a background detective. So I think you all spoke with uh, yes. uh, Corporal Yance mm-hmm. and, um, and Detective uh, Gonzalez um, last week. And from there, I was uh, fortunate enough to be promoted to sergeant. And I went mm-hmm. back to the road for a little while. And then um, I was transferred back. To, I was transferred to the academy, to the training division as a training sergeant. I had a few other specialties. I had opportunity to do a lot of the things that I wanted to do here. Oh, I'm currently a member of the SWAT team. And I think... I jokingly say it, but you mentioned earlier about firearms and not mm-hmm. shooting before you before you came here. Mm-hmm. I was in the same boat. I okay. didn't do any okay. shooting you didn't before shoot I came. before you got here. <laughs> didn't shoot before I got we'll here. make sure we're straight. <laughs> and now you're on the SWAT team. Currently, now you're on the SWAT currently team. Currently on the SWAT team. So you don't have to be in the military and all that to be one of the chosen ones to get on the SWAT team. Nope. Showed wow. up with no experience. Now I'm an assistant team leader oh, on, man. on the team. Good so. for you. Good for right. you. So, um, again, been on the honor guard. Um, a few different assignments, but um, I've, I've had a good time in terms of being able to do a lot of things that I wanted to do. Right, right, man, awesome. LT? So like everybody else, I started out in patrol. Okay. Um, And then after patrol, um, I had two goals. I wanted to be a motorcycle officer because I knew Chesterfield County Police Department had a motorcycle patrol. Oh, good. So I wanted to be a motorcycle officer, and I wanted to hopefully attain the rank of sergeant one day. Mm -hmm. So um, after patrol, I tried out for the motorcycle position, and I, and I got it and then became um, certified in, as a crash investigator, commercial motor vehicle inspector for the county. And, um, and, a cra- so, and I was on the crash team along with all that. Uh, so And I did that for about six years. Uh, and then after that, um, um, made the rank of sergeant and then just continued to, to work my way up. And as a sergeant, I was this is actually my second um, time over the training academy because oh. I've also spent two and a half years as the – basic academy training sergeant mm-hmm. um, over at the academy. So, um, But then went back to patrol, uh, spent some time in patrol, some more time as a supervisor in the traffic safety section. Mm-hmm. So, Awesome, awesome. As we wrap up, I know you both said it takes a hard and integrity to be a good police officer. What does it take to be a good recruit? Mm. Good question, Ellie. Well, again, physical fitness. You don't have to be the 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 utmost athletic specimen, but just do some sort of physical fitness. Get yourself ready 
for the academy and maintain that throughout the academy. We will help you. We will definitely motivate you, um, but we want you to maintain that fitness, fitness level. We want you to take care of your body. Um, listen, okay? Be a good listener. Um, listen to what we're telling you. Listen to what we're trying to teach you. It, there, it's different concepts than what, you, than what you're used to. Um, don't listen to the TV. Don't watch TV. We're not, wow. if you used to watch exactly. cops, on, cops yes. on TV, that's not us. Right. That's not Chesterfield County Police Department. That's not the way we do this. A lot of people come to us with criminal justice degrees. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, there's more to learn. Mm-hmm. There's more mm-hmm. to learn than just uh, the book aspect of the academy. There's a lot of stuff to learn. So be open, listen, follow directions, ask questions if you don't know. Mm. Uh, for me, I think a big thing is... Uh, Realize that you're going to be a part of a team, like you're entering a family, mm-hmm. right? And that family environment, um, again, will should show up in the personnel unit, but it will definitely show up at the training academy with your classmates, right? right? It is that group will become tight knit, and but at the very beginning, you need to realize that you are pushing your fellow classmates. You all are working together to get towards a goal. Um, if something's wrong or something's not squared away on them, it's going to be. It should be up to you to um, as a family to, member, right? To, help that person. to, exactly. to let them know, exactly. um, to, to 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 get the whole team moving forward, right? Um, so again, just willingness to to sometimes put yourself out there, uh, sometimes um, you know bite the bullet, but at the, at the end of the day, do what it takes to make sure the team is moving forward and the family is moving forward. Awesome, so. awesome. And we and we talk about that a lot of times. And each person that we have interviewed or had that has been has been in the box. We talk about that we are part of the community. Mm-hmm. No matter how you look at it, we are police officers. We're there with the integrity. We're there with the uh, the heart to give back to the community. But understanding that we are part of that community, and when you move from New York or down south of whatever county right. or state that you're coming from, understand you're coming to a company or a group of people that are part of your family, mm-hmm. going to be family, right. going through the academy, working mm-hmm. together. But again, that you are still part of that community, and I want to thank you guys. I mean, again, we yeah, we really appreciate it. Great, great um, conversations in this box. Thanks and for having us. Bringing folks over from the academy will give our our, our listeners a, a, a concept of what actually they have to go through to be part of Chesapeake County Police Department. Right. With that, man, I'm telling you, Elliot, we we enjoying this. We're thing. moving forward. We're moving forward. <laughs> thank you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Chesterfield County Police Department Podcast. This episode was written by Daryl Skinner, sound engineer Chris Rizzuti. We are the Chesterfield County Police Department, representing Chesterfield County, Virginia. Check us out online at chesterfieldpd.com.